you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 340 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I am talking about the A's latest heartbreaking loss, this time to the New York Yankees. In the second segment, I'll be going over some good news with Chris Davis, some bad news with Stephen Piscotty. And, uh, you know, some other notes that I've got. And then in the third segment, we're doing the Wild Wild West Watch. Just because I like pain, we're going to see where the A's stand in the Wild Card race and in the AL West. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, make sure to go download the Spotify Green Room app. It is fantastic. Uh, it is also the sponsor of this episode right now. So download the app and join me. Uh, probably next week. I already did mine this week. I'll be doing it probably during a day game. So download the app, clear your schedules, and uh, we'll be having some fun baseball conversations on the down or on the the green room app. So uh, go do that. I know that I nailed that, but go do it. <laughs> it's always fun talking about baseball with just people, and you never know what we're going to talk about. So bring questions. I'll have answers. And also speaking of um, on the YouTube channel that uh, you know some of you may be watching on, I'm going to try and go live Sundays after the game. I'm, I'm going to try and do kind of like a Q&A, kind of like a game recap and with followed by a Q&A. I'm going to try and utilize the YouTube page a little bit more to make it more interactive for people. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. That's that's all I got to say. Um, but let's talk about the A's loss because dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. They, they lost this one seven to six and it looks kind of hopeful for a, for a minute there for like two innings. It looked really good. The A's got in a quick hole. James Caprillion was not great. He was not the guy that I was thinking he was going to be. Uh, he struck out the side in the first and then uh, gave up some home runs and then struck out some other guys. And it wasn't a great start for James Caprillion. He gave up six runs in like five innings. Not great. But the A's fought back, which was wild. They fought back in this game. And I was like, okay, maybe that off day, maybe they're tired of losing. Maybe. And then there was a shutdown inning after they scored a bunch of runs. So that was another good sign. And then after Josh Harrison hit his game tying home run in the fifth inning, their third solo home run of this game, then uh, the, the A's offense just kind of stopped. They, they didn't do much after that. The Yankees offense didn't do a whole lot either, but uh, they, they loaded the bases in the eighth. The A's got out of it. I'll talk about that here in a sec. And then in the ninth inning, they they broke through against Lou Trevino, and I'll talk about that in a minute as well. But I also want to extend a belated happy birthday to Elvis Andrews, who uh, he got a big hit. He got a couple of RBIs, and uh, the A's had the bases loaded. He unloaded them sort of he he made it a closer game it was six five i believe at that point so congrats to elvis andrews for doing stuff i like it when elvis andrews makes me feel excited because uh he seems like just a great guy and i always root for the good guys in baseball so he was fantastic uh josh harrison hit that solo home run 
that tied the game at six in the fifth. That was great. And heading into this series, the Yankees were seven and 21 at the Coliseum dating back to 2012. And now they are eight and 21. So they're slightly better. And that is wild because the A's were good from 2012 to 2014. And you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then they weren't really good from 15, 16, 17. They were okay. And then 18, you know, they started doing a little bit better. So that is a very surprising record. And uh, I believe it was Brian Hooch of MLB.com. I believe it was one of the, somebody in the New York media was like, oh yeah, it's a house of horrors. I'm like, oh, the Coliseum's a house of horrors. That's the thing that I say about Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park. So it's nice that, the Coliseum is being recognized as also being a house of horrors that that made me feel good. And then the A's lost. So it made me feel a lot less good a little bit later on. And uh, real quick, before I continue with the show, uh, Stacey Gatsoulias have locked on Yankees. It was her birthday on Thursday and she really, really wanted the Yankees to finally win on her birthday. So congrats to her, I guess, even though, According to her time, it was not her birthday anymore, so it doesn't count. And uh, they, the Yankees still don't like making her feel good on her birthdays. If you guys watched our crossover episode on Thursday, you, you know what we're talking about. She she talked about it for a minute, and it was uh, sad, but also funny. So, But that, that streak did not continue. The Yankees, you know, they won 12 straight. Yay! So she, she sang a song. And I need to talk to HR at Locked On because... Uh, I've been helping with some of the production of the Locked On Today podcast. And before you know anything happened with the game, they were like, hey, do, would you like to be a guest on that podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds fine. And at that exact moment, I knew that the A's were going to lose another one because I've been on that show three times now. And uh, the first two times were, hey, the A's might be leaving for Vegas. What's the latest? And then, of course, I was like, he doesn't bring me on to speak about happy things. The A's are obviously going to lose. So Peter Bukowski, uh, I'm going to invite you on my show and we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers once, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes down for the season or what, whatever heartbreaking thing happens to your Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk about it here on Locked on Ice. <laughs> and that I was also producing the, the videos that we do after the shows. And I had to produce the Locked on Yankees video. And I wanted to put something so smug, but uh, I couldn't because that's that's rude. So I didn't do that. But I need to talk to HR because I feel like they're really trying to hammer home this specific loss and how the A's been playing of late. So, but let's get back to this game just real quick. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Sergio Romo or speculation or clamoring for Sergio Romo taking over their closer duty from Lou Trevino. And I know Trevino got the loss and it's his third straight game or straight appearance getting the loss in the game. He's earned the loss in his last three appearances. And if he just been not losing those games, the A's are looking a lot better right now, but he has been. So, huh. so I understand where the Sergio Romo clamor is coming from, but he did also walk a couple of guys in the eighth inning and load the bases. And it was almost a miracle that he got out of that. So I don't know that anybody is necessarily going to fix that position. He did pitch the eighth. So that's a little bit of a step up from where we've been seeing him for the majority of the season. That was nice. It felt like the A's may have a decent enough bullpen to pull this one out if Lou Gervino was not in blowing games mode, but he was. So everything stinks. <laughs> so that's all that. Um, do you really want to know more about this game? I don't think so. So let's talk about one nice thing from this game and then a little bit of Matt Chapman. Here we go. Matt Chapman, 
He went two for two with two walks. He reached a base in all four of his plate appearances. He's back, you guys. And the key for him being back, I think, is that he was hitting in the seventh spot in the lineup. And that is something that I don't think gets talked about a lot. But I've noticed it when he's hitting seventh, then he's like, oh, you're, he's getting hot. He's doing okay now. And then they move him up to like fifth. And then he goes absolutely uh, frigid. So I think that the goal for Matt Chapman is just keep him hitting seventh. So I looked up his stats when he hit seventh in 20 games. He is hitting 284 with a 417 on base and an 894 OPS. Those are great Matt Chapman numbers. I would like that Matt Chapman in the lineup at all times. Hit him seventh, Bob. I don't care how good he's doing. Just hit him seventh. And then you can have the bottom of the order, feed the top of the order or whatever. And also Marcana is not doing good. He's hitting like 150 this month. So uh, I don't know if the A's have much left in the tank at this point. Uh, we will know where they stand for the rest of the season on the outcome of the rest of this series. And on Friday, they got Garrett Cole against Shamanaya. Garrett Cole has been struggling a little bit. His two starts in August have been fantastic. He's allowed one run in like 11 innings, but they were against the Twins and the Angels. So take with that what you will. And his last start before he went on the IL was against the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know that the, the Rays are kind of a nemesis of the Yankees, but he gave up seven runs in like five innings. So uh, we'll see what happens. If the A's offense that showed up on on Thursday shows up on Friday, maybe the A's have a chance. But Shamanai has also been struggling very, very mightily in the month of August. He pitched a little bit better, but he didn't give the A's a lot of length over the weekend, uh, last weekend against the Giants. So if he's pitching well, this could be a very intriguing matchup. If he's not pitching well, uh, that's, that's not great. So I think the A's... The, the sweet spot for the A's is like a four to three win in this one. Basically, you don't want to try and outslug the Yankees because you're probably not going to. So you're generally rooting for a lower scoring game, I think. But uh, yeah, that's all that I got on this game. I don't want to talk about it too much because we've seen the same game over and over and I'm getting tired of it. Um, play a different game, Comcast. I would really appreciate that. Show a game from like two weeks ago. They, the A's were doing great two weeks ago. Show me one of those games. Uh, so yeah, we got Garrett Cole and Shamanaya coming up on Friday. And but coming up on this show, talking about Stephen Biscotti and his uh, upcoming surgery, talking about Chris Davis, and then uh, the A's outfield situation for next week or for next season, and why Stephen Biscotti is going to be important. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's, and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And Built Bar, if you are new to the YouTube page, you might not know about Built Bar, but there are fans of Built Bar. And Built Bar, are, they're, they're protein bars. They're fantastic. They're delicious. They're great for you. And Built Bar has fans, and all of the fans have their own favorite bars. My favorite, personally, is Cherry Barcia. It's absolutely fantastic. But all of their flavors, uh, I got them right here. Their, their core flavors, you got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Again, my absolute favorite is Cherry Barcia of the core nine flavors. And if you want to get one of those core nine flavors or just a, like a mixed box, all you got to do is order a box of mixed bars and you get two of each of those nine flavors. And that is just one little bar. That's just, that's just one little box and you can eat them as a snack. You can eat them on the go. You can do whatever. If you miss a meal, have a built bar because they're absolutely amazing. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein and their calorie ranges from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar and only four or five grams of net carbs. And if you want to get 
some of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe on YouTube or in any podcast provider that you uh, you know feel is necessary of your your wares. And uh, also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So here we go, uh, Stephen Biscotti. It is being reported that he is undergoing wrist surgery on Friday morning, and. Uh, the main thing for me is I thought that this move would be coming a little bit sooner than it actually did. Uh, I said, you know, phantom IL or, you know, make sure that he gets healthy, but he needed surgery. So uh, they, they put him on the IL so that they could clear some space for some other guys like a Chad Pender, maybe. And Seth Brown, who's also been nice. And he's a left-handed bat as opposed to Stephen Scotty, who has not really been playing in many situations whatsoever. So uh, they, they got those two guys in and now they're not playing either. Um, but Getting Stephen Biscotti healthy is going to be important for the 2022 A's if, and this is a big if, they hope to compete. I've been saying it on the podcast for roughly 100 episodes, I imagine, since last season. I expect the A's to be sellers, sell some of their big pieces during the offseason that's coming up just because they've got two years of control over the mats uh, and then they had some other pieces. But um, maybe the calculus has changed now that Ramon Laureano is going to be suspended for the first month of the 2022 season. Chris Bassett, we don't necessarily know what his timeline is looking like. And those would be two other pieces that they could have moved during the offseason. And I don't know if they're going to do a half measure and trade some guys during the offseason and then some other guys during the season. That doesn't really seem like how they usually go about things unless the, somebody has like an injury history like Sonny Gray. So they usually do their big moves during the offseason. And maybe, maybe they're, they're going to go for it and see what happens. But uh, with Ramon Laureano being suspended for most of May, or sorry, most of April, almost until May, that's one outfielder that's down. Mark Cannon is going to be a free agent. Sterling Marte is going to be a free agent. So I don't know who's going to be manning this outfield unless they go spend some money, which eh, we'll see. Uh, and, you know, you got Seth Brown, who's fine, but do you want him as a starting outfielder for the first month of the season? You also got Stephen Biscotti as another option. Maybe they can just have a platoon situation with those two. But, uh, yeah, they're going to have to go in the free agent marketer somewhere maybe, maybe they uh call up Luis Barrera and give him a shot for the first month and he's a hot shot uh outfield prospect he's he's got some tools he came up didn't really get much of an opportunity he struggled a little bit in uh when he got back to Vegas but he was on absolutely on fire early on in the season so maybe that's a route that they go but I think that they're going to need Stephen Biscotti to be healthy and give them a little bit of playing time for that first month just to get them through that first month of the season because who, who else is going to do it if they're trying to win? And I don't know that they're going to be trying to win, but still, without spending money, they're going to have to fill these spots regardless. So they're going to need a healthy Stephen Biscotti to just get them through that first month, regardless of whether or not they're going for it or not. So that is uh, the Stephen Biscotti portion of this segment. Let's get into the probably the brightest spot of this entire episode, and that is talking about Chris Davis, you might know him as Crush. It's Chris with a KH, the guy that they traded to Texas during the offseason that got them Elvis Andrews, that Chris Davis. He's been back in the A's minor league system for about a month now, and uh, he's 
He's really hot right now, you guys. He's hit five home runs in his last four games played, and that spans five days. They had Wednesday off. So you know what he did after the day off? He hit two home runs because he wanted five home runs in five days, four games played. He's been absolutely on fire in his last four games. He is seven for 18. He's he's doing okay. And there's a lot of people asking, is he going to be called up? Rosters only expand by two spots in September. So maybe, maybe they could make a move right there. And the, the obvious answer would be, bring him up DFA Mitch Moreland, who hasn't been playing well of late. He's hitting below 200 in those last 15 and he's not getting a ton of playing time, but at the same time, there is minus there. There's some value in Mitch Moreland if he gets going, but he hasn't gotten going for the first five months of the season. So uh, why hold on to him at this point? Basically you'd be eating a little bit of money, not a ton, but that is probably why they haven't done it already partially probably why they didn't go after Nielsen Cruz at the trade deadline too. Uh, maybe the, the, the twins liked the the package that the Tampa Bay Rays gave them instead, but it feels like Mitch Moreland hasn't been necessarily doing great. He's been hitting the ball harder. He's been doing some things. He's a left-handed bat, which is something that the A's desperately need generally. And uh, he can also play a position. So those are kind of the, the talking points that keep him on the roster over Chris Davis. But at the same time, Chris Davis, if he's hot, he can change a game. He can change the fortune of the A season. Uh, is he going to get the call? I have absolutely no idea. Um, I mean, I'd like it. If the A's fall out of it, I think that he has a better shot just because they don't have to, you know, try and fit him onto the roster and do all these crazy things. It could just be like, a, eh, we're out of it. We, we called up Chris Davis and let's have a nice couple of, couple of weeks to end the season or something like that. But I don't know that they're going to be throwing in the towel because – the last two weeks of the season, it's all Seattle Mariners and Houston Astros. It's just flip-flopping who, which team you're playing those last two weeks. The first of those two weeks is at home. Second of those two weeks is on the road. So that's a, that could be what the A's front office is hoping for at this point is, hey, all we got to do is win a bunch of those games and ho- get hot by that point in time. Uh, I don't know that they can get that hot if they keep free-falling, but I mean – Baseball is weird. The Red Sox lost like 10 games to the Yankees in the span of a month. So I guess anything is possible. And the A's aren't out by like that much. So there is still time in this season, but the way that they've been losing and been playing, it's getting a little bit more dim. And if, if the Yankees keep playing like they are for the entirety of this, this weekend, then, and if they, you know, God forbid sweep, uh, then things are not going to be looking pretty for the A's moving forward because the Yankees already have a pretty sizable lead over the A's for the first wildcard spot. So you're kind of hoping for the second wildcard spot at this point. And I'm, I'm not ruling out a, a Boston Red Sox collapse, a, a second one of the 2021 season. We've already seen it once and we've seen it numerous times. This is something that they kind of do. So are they out of the second wild card? Not, not by any means, but they're going to have to start playing better. And until they do, it's kind of hard to see it coming. So we'll see what happens on that front. Uh, so coming up on the show, I am going to be talking about the Wild Wild West Watch. Where do they stand in the standings in both the AL West and the wild card? Got that coming up for you guys. So stay locked in. We're locked on A's and I will be right back. It's that time of year again. And all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron. 
for the start of the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a or, and you get a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. And that is when you make a bet on Thursday, September 9th. That is coming up, my friends. Uh, that is the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you make a bet on that and you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, baseball. Baseball's a fun one too. Don't forget to take advantage of all of the great offers available for the 2021 season. And that is why everybody says that bet online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, any, anywhere you want. To hear this, we are there for you guys each and every weekday to start your morning off right. Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On Aids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the wild, wild West Watch. And let's start off with the Houston Astros because they had an easy one for me. They were off. So the A's lost half a game because they lost the game. And uh, there you go. Boom. That one was simple. Um, coming up this weekend, the Houston Astros are going to be facing the Texas Rangers in Texas, uh, more specifically in where the Rangers play <laughs> and, uh, Glenn Otto is going to be making his major league debut for the Texas Rangers. And he was acquired for, uh, in, in the Joey Gallo trade. And we're going to get an early glimpse of whether or not the Rangers won or lost that trade. Based on this one start, hopefully the, the Rangers come out just miles ahead on this trade. And I was going to say Joey Gallo, Glenn Otto, that's the kid's name. Hopefully he absolutely shuts down the Astros and he goes like he pitches a perfect game or something. I don't trust the Texas Rangers bullpen. So uh, that is that is what is coming up on tap for them. Also, Mike fulton not scheduled to start in this series. And I don't know if that's good or bad based on how he's performed against every other team besides the A's, based on how he's performed against the A's, that's terrible news. The, the Rangers will not win a game, but he has not been great against every other team. So maybe it's good news. Let's go Glenn Otto, not Glenn Coco, Glenn Otto, and let's hope for the best. I, I'm, I'm pulling for you, Glenn. Have a good debut. Uh, the Boston Red Sox absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Twins 12 to two uh that was their last game before they head out on the road chris sale got his third win on the season he hasn't made that many starts you guys and bobby dahlbeck 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 i'm gonna go with how i would actually say it. bobby dahlbeck he went three for four with seven rbi uh he he kind of did the thing and he was their ninth place hitter he went first to third he, he played first, then he played third. He didn't, you know, run fast. He just went from first to third defensively. And then uh, coming up for the Boston Red Sox, they've 
they're going to be traveling over to Cleveland this weekend. And I know that doesn't sound like a scary matchup, but Cleveland is seven and three in their last 10. So go Cleveland, I guess, because the twins did not help out the A's whatsoever. You know how the Yankees have this long win streak. Uh, They've been playing the twins too. Anyways, moving on the Seattle Mariners, uh, uh, the Yankees are also in there too, but we know how that game went. So we're not going to relitigate that one. Uh, The Seattle Mariners, uh, they lost because Kansas city, the Royals are doing all of the A's dirty work over the last couple of weeks. They, they, they held their own. I will say against the Houston Astros, they beat them three out of four uh, last week, this week, they, you know, they lost one game or they lost two games. So uh, they, they did okay. Overall more losses than I was expecting quite honestly. And hopefully they, you know, start, stinking before uh the a's have to face them in a couple of weeks but they're facing seattle right now and they won this one six to four salvador perez he had a grand slam in the sixth inning great job from him you'll have to see salvador perez do good against teams that the a's need to catch up on or you know build more uh of ground between the two teams so great job out of salvador perez uh Coming up, the Seattle Mariners continue their series with the Kansas City Royals. They got three more this weekend, and then they got three at home against the Houston Astros. And I think that I'm rooting for Seattle just in the hopes that the A's can win the AL West, but the A's need to start doing well. So a sweep by Seattle would be good only if the A's start winning games. And I'm not convinced that will happen. So do do we root for the Houston Astros to sweep Seattle just to get Seattle back a little bit further i don't i don't know i'm gonna i'm rooting for the mariners i don't care what it means i can't root for the astros go mariners uh starting next week they, they got three more against uh, kansas city and go kansas city uh and then finally you got the toronto blue jays they lost their matchup to the chicago white Sox 10 to 7 on thursday and they ended up splitting their series their four game series with the chicago white Sox 2-2 uh coming up this weekend they have they are going to detroit and it is their only three game road trip in their 16 in a 16 game span um it's a really weird thing that they would go to Detroit. And I know that they're close, you know, uh, geographically, but they're, they're leaving Toronto for three games and they have 13 games just at home. And that's got to be nice. I assume the A's will be visiting them in Toronto next weekend, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. The season might be over by then, um, but let's go over the standings real quick. The Houston Astros are five and a half up on the Oakland A's in the AL West. It's, it's beginning to get a little out of hand. So uh, they're going to need a winning streak from the A's and a losing streak from the Astros to make that a little bit closer because if it gets more than six games, the A's have no chance in their head-to-head matchups. So they need to keep it at at least six and then just pray to all the gods. <laughs> the New York Yankees uh, currently have the first wild card spot and they're up by five and a half on the A's and uh, three games on Boston. The Boston Red Sox are two and a half games above the A's for that second wild card spot. So not a huge differential right there, but it's enough where you need some good things to happen as well. Um, they're going to be facing, I believe, Toronto in, or not Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay starting next week. So maybe you get some wins right there, or maybe they get really up for those games and they're like, oh, let's make it a three-team race in the AL East. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, then you got the A's and then uh, Seattle is only a game back. Both teams lost. So they remain a game back uh, for whatever you want to call. That's about the third wild card spot, even though that's not really a thing. And then Toronto is three and a half back of the A's. 
So Seattle, they, they've been doing it and uh, it, they're scary. I, uh, they're going to be so, so good coming up. And uh, I am not looking forward to that because they're, they're, they're going to be a scary bunch of dudes. But uh, anyways, that is all that I got for you guys today. That is all that I got for you guys this week. Um, if, if you missed any episodes, they're on YouTube. Come watch our YouTube episodes. We've got like 39 subscribers and three episodes. That's, that's not all right. I'm, I'm good with that, but we want to get up to at least a thousand. We're, we're going to be going live. We're going to have to have a lot of fun. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app. Uh, if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So that's all that I got for you guys today. So until Monday, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you then. Mm-hmm.